This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening, and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are very glad to have you with us today. And I know I say that every week, but I, I'm especially glad today, and I don't know why. <laughs> that's that's I all I got. The joy of the Lord is your strength, Sam. It I mean, is. it really is. And as I was sitting here watching you, um, as your mind said on the show, I could see the joy just kind of well up. Yeah. A- and I was like, there's nothing like Sam when he's full of joy. Would you agree, Darren? Full of something. Full of something, yes. That was exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. There's nothing like Sam when he's full of something. Um, And joy would be one of those things. It's not usually at the top of the list (laughs) when people are thinking of me, but yeah. No, I'm excited because I think this is a really cool topic that, that as humans we struggle with. Yeah. Right. And if you don't struggle with it, you probably should a little bit. Yeah, I would say that. Right. If you've never really thought about it, maybe you need to start. Mm-hmm. What are we supposed to be thinking about? I don't know. I'm just trying to tee it up. Oh, yeah, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. Gotcha. I'm trying to create this urgency of, oh my gosh, what is this? Yeah, you know? what? Well, what? see, you already got me. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm talking about legacy. What is your legacy? What are you going to leave behind on this earth? You know, the impact you have on others, the, the is it just going to be the name on a building? You know, is that going to be what your legacy is or a street sign? You know, and not that those things are bad, and I'm not saying that they are, but is that the sum total of what you're mm-hmm. going to leave? I've left a legacy at the post office a couple of times. Yeah. But, you know, they eventually take those pictures down. I've been to a legacy, but I think that's a bank. <laughs> it is a bank. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not in North Carolina, there's a bank That's here. right. Yeah, it's called that. But, no, it, this kind of came to me this weekend, and, and we've actually done a show on the topic years ago. But I think, you know, as anything else, as we evolve and we step closer and, and draw closer into Christ, you know, those things change along with it. Mm-hmm. You know, the answers that you might have, you know, in this room, uh, you know, somebody that's 20 versus somebody that's 70, it's totally a different perspective on what that might look like. Yeah, I mean, when I was 20, I, I seldom thought about that, mm-hmm. honestly. But if I did think about it, it was something in the in the realm of financial legacy, um, leaving you know my kids or my family a business, uh, you know something that they could um, point at and remember Dad by, you know things like that. And that's kind of the furthest from you know my thoughts now. It's it's very interesting when we started talking about you know the topic was. Hmm. What what do I what do I honestly think about when I think about leaving a legacy, mm-hmm. you know? And what do I not think about? And maybe what do I not think about anymore? You know, maybe it does change with life. 
It does, you know, and I think some of the clips that we have, and we won't get to all the clips that we have available to us this week, but, you know, a lot of the clips we have come from Kings, mm-hmm. right? Well, if you think about one of the things we talk about on the show is, is we're all called as men to be kings. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe king over a very, very small kingdom, mm-hmm. right? A very small influence, or maybe kings over a large kingdom, but that that's a, the topic that they struggle with. I'm going to go ahead and get to the first clip. It's from Gladiator. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't have a laugh track this week, so Robbie will have to be our laugh track at some point. He'll have to throw a couple things yeah. in here. I think Keith has that on the board someplace. <laughs> yeah, he can yeah, just no, probably. throw Robbie's laugh in there. Yeah, we could do that. But the uh, this is from Gladiator, and you have uh, Marcus Aurelius, is that how you say mm-hmm. his name, is talking to uh, Maximus. He's really questioning, you know, he's tor- nearing the end of his life, you know, uh, his kingdom, mm-hmm. and his rule. And, and what type of legacy am I leaving? And so let's just listen to that. You sent for me, Caesar. Tell me again, Maximus. Why are we here? For the glory of the Empire, sir. Oh, yes, I remember. Do you see that map, Maximus? That is the world which I created. For 25 years, I have conquered, spilt blood, expanded the Empire. Since I became Caesar, I've known four years without war. Four years of peace in 20. And for what? I brought the sword. Nothing more. 5,000 of my men are out there in the freezing mud. 3,000 of them are bloodied and cleaved. 2,000 will never leave this place. I will not believe that they fought and died for nothing. And what would you believe? They fought for you. And for Rome. And what is Rome, Maximus? I've seen much of the rest of the world. It is brutal and cruel and dark. Rome is the light. Yet you have never been there. You have not seen what it has become. I am dying, Maximus. When a man sees his end, he wants to know there was some purpose to his life. How will the world speak my name in years to come? Will I be known as the philosopher, the warrior, the tyrant? Or will I be the emperor who gave Rome back her true self? There was once a dream that was Rome. You could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. It was so fragile. And I fear that it will not survive the winter. You know, as I listened to that clip, a couple of things that I loved about it was he started it with a question that he knew the answer to. Mm-hmm. But Maximus had not yet discovered that. Mm-hmm. Right? But I think it's a great question for us to kind of dwell on and ask ourselves, what are we really here for? Mm-hmm. Right? Is it to pay the mortgage? Yes, we have to do that. Is it to make sure this is taken care of? Yes, we have to do that. But is that really the sum total of why we're here? You live and you die. Yeah. Right. I'm here to pay taxes. I'm here to make sure that my kids have an education. I'm here. Yeah. And there's lots of things that are true in that, but that can't be the sum total of why we're here or you'll end up without any type of legacy. If you're a young man, that's a huge question. Mm-hmm. Huge question. And it's, and it's more than the existential question that you know rodney just answered for us um so eloquently too rodney just how did you put it again oh it's really hard let me think uh oh you you live and you die (laughs) (laughs) and and (laughs) summed it up thanks that's the show um when i was probably oh goodness um i was a baby i was i was in my early 20s and had a semi-truck accident flipped a semi-truck end over end and should have been dead um woke up in the center median and a doctor 
was over me ha- just happened to be driving by and he stopped and you know and i woke up and he said you're okay son i'm a doctor um you know can i can i check you out and i was like uh yeah if i'm still alive i mean because li- literally it was flashing through my mind i'm dead now as the truck is flipping end over in but after that event i started questioning this this thing why am i still here because it was it was such a strong conviction at the time i should be dead there's been lots of stupid human tricks by darren coon this is just one more and i should be dead why am i not dead god and i began to ask that question why am i really here what am i here for and it changed the entire trajectory of my life Mm -hmm. really did um gave my life to christ within a few months of that um for the first time in reality i had grown up in the church but you know learned a lot in spite of trying not to Mm -hmm. um but finally had the conviction that you know what i need a savior and he's the only one i've got and um and it did begin to change the trajectory of my life within a year of that time or a year and a half of that time i was in seminary Mm -hmm. um and you know my whole life has changed because of asking that question now Hopefully you don't have to flip a semi truck end over in and almost die. Just listen to the podcast or the radio now and just start asking the question. It, it's a lot less painful. And it's a very good question to ask, especially if you're young, but at any age. And then I think in the second half of that clip, he asks other questions. Basically, you know, what are they going to say about me? <clears throat> and maybe it's not, you know, the people that, you know, we're under your kingship, but it really is when you think about it. What are my kids going to say about me after I'm gone? Are they going to say I was the the angry dad that was always around that they couldn't trust his reactions? You know, what's going to be that legacy? Because that's going to outlive me. What's my coworkers going to say? What's the people that I go to church with? What's all that? The ones that really know me. You know, not the ones that think they know me, but the ones that really know me. What are they going to say at the end of the day when I'm gone about my time here? And maybe that's a question as you get older. Yeah, and you usually start with that general question, the broad question that can't be answered. And then there's the clarifying questions that come to you after you consider, why am I here? That's huge. And you just really know, like, answer for that. But then you've got the hundreds of questions underneath that, the clarifying questions that, okay, well, let's dwell on some of those. What comes into your mind that you can answer? What comes into something you can go to God with and get clarifying questions? He may not answer. I don't know if he's ever answered you on why you're here, Darren, but he's probably answered you on all the other hundreds that you've asked that are much more specific and direct. And it's like, oh, that really in the end has spelled out for me why I'm here because I've gotten these other hundred answers. Moses in Psalm 90 <clears throat> jumps in there, you know, and obviously this is Moses older than Harold, which is kind of a scary thought. Mm. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> They're in great school. And says, teaches to number our days, right? And, you know, this is an old man that's saying, really old man that is saying, teach us to number our days as we put some weight into, you know, where we're at as we begin to have that road rage in front of our grandkids or as we begin, you know, some of that other stuff that just simply shenanigans, um, which just requires a closer walk with Jesus to begin to, to put some weight on you know what you where you're actually going and and you know for me personally i'm with you sam i'm like 
I've got kids, I've got grandkids. And, you know, one of the things, and, and Morgan mentioned it and in the interview, and I've, I've heard it from Ransom Hart several times about the guy who was a really big in ministry. He was, a, you know, phenomenally famous, great minister. Somebody went to his funeral and his son said, boy, those are some really great things they said about my dad. I, I'd like to know that guy. And man, man, I don't, I, I know one legacy I don't want is, is I don't want my kids to listen to all you guys <laughs> go on and on about Uncle was and go, yeah, I wish I'd known that guy. Yeah, you think about the tell-all books that you hear about celebrities, you know, that they have this public image, you know, but behind the scenes they, they beat their kids or they, you know, were cruel, right? You know, and that's really their legacy at the end of the day for the ones that know them, the ones that they had the, the chance to really impact and to make a difference in their life. You know, they may have made a small difference on a big screen, but they made a huge difference in the living room. All right, and, and that's really what we're talking about. When we come back, we're going to talk more about that, get into a few more clips, and talk about what does Jesus say about our legacy, and what should that really look like. But first, go to masculinejourney.org, register for the upcoming boot camp coming November 12th through 15th, masculinejourney.org. Robbie Dillmore here. Your mattress getting a little thin on top? Well... Check out the new mattress topper from MyPillow. I sleep hot and my wife sleeps cold, which make its phase change material invaluable to us. It comes with a 10-year warranty, it's washable and dryable, and it's made in the USA, backed by Mike Lindell's 60-day warranty. And best news ever, go to MyPillow.com, save 30%, use promo code CARGUY, or call 800-943-7096. Remember that promo code CARGUY. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. Go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. You can go to facebook.com and click the donate button, or you can go to masculinejourney.org and find the donate button. masculinejourney.org. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Now what do we do? Just be yourselves. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. If it feels like every day is picking a fight, then you might want to come listen to The Masculine Journey and find out why we use clips like these to illustrate the story God is telling in the lives of men today. The truth is God designed you to pick a fight, but which fights do we pick? Well, grab your gear and come on a quest every Saturday at noon. And now The Masculine Journey After Hours Podcast. Masculine Journey Radio. Andy, thank you for that uh, that bump in. That's uh, Nicole Nordman, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, we've probably used more of her songs than any other artist. Really? I think we have, Andy. I mean, you brought us several of those. I know you, you're not near a mic, but you could shake your head and I can... You so said yes, people. Andy <laughs> has a crush on Nicole Nordman. Yeah, I that's think that's where we're going with this. Yeah, I think that's where we're going. There's, uh-huh. there's definitely some repentance somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love Nicole Nordeman. I, yeah. I have several of her um, <laughs> CDs. Do they call them CDs anymore? Yeah, what, the, what is it called yeah, now? I mean, it's a, anyway. Yeah. But 
So we, you know, we left the break, and Robbie had talked about the the conversation that Morgan, you know, has in in becoming a king. Morgan Schneider's who we're talking about, um, about you know the the father that was such a great man to everybody else, but his kids were like, I wish I'd have known that dude. Um, and so when I was a, a young man, actually right the same time that I had that accident in that truck, I was working for a guy who happened to be my uh, stepfather-in-law and he was a phenomenal salesman. Um, this is a lot like Robbie, you know, just been around the world several times, probably broken every bone and had several diseases and that sort of thing, but Robbie, a great salesman, you know, he's a good storyteller. Robbie Knievel. Robbie Knievel, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you were the son Evil Knievel never had. Um <laughs> I think his name is Robbie, too. But anyway, um, when I first got into sales working for him, I I was like, so how do I do this? I don't have a clue. And he goes, go make a sales call. And I said, well, how many do I have to make? And he said, one. I said, really, one sales call a day? And he goes, yeah, I want you to make one sales call a day. And when you're done with that one, go do another one. And when you're done with that one, go do another one. And when you're done with that one, go do another one. But if you only make one sales call a day and you get a sale, I'm fine with that. And I was like, man, you know, and I I was dumb. Obviously, I didn't have a clue what he was really saying. But that's what I'm trying to bring up is if you may, if you leave one legacy, right, a legacy of love with your wife, a legacy of love with your child, with your son, with your daughter, with your grandchild. If you just focus on one, because it could seem overwhelming, especially to a Christian man with a good heart who really wants to make a difference in the kingdom. Oh, my gosh, I've, I, there's so much I've got to do. I've got to number my days. I've got, you know, all, Yes, yeah, all that's true. That's all right. But just focus on one. Just, just try to leave a legacy today. You know, try to make a difference in somebody's life today that tomorrow they will go, man, I was really I was really blessed by being with Sam today. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's the way we accomplish it. You said before the show, you have to be somewhat intentional. And and for me, I think that's the intentionality of it, because I could easily get overwhelmed with. Well, I need to be a legacy this way, that way, this way, this way, that, you know, I mean, I just, I can tie myself in knots and Satan knows that well. And so he puts a lot of that, you know, target rich environment out there in front of me often. <laughs> you know, I, as you were talking, I was thinking about actually my company that I work for, you know, they, they tell us, you know, we build houses. And one of the things that they say is just go treat people like family members and friends. And I can't tell you how freeing that is to go, because I know how to do that, mm-hmm. right? When I get in a situation, how would I want to treat my daughter in this situation? How would I want somebody to treat my mother in this situation? And it makes it very easy to go, in another sense, love on, one, on, on somebody, because that's the way I'd want them to do it, mm-hmm. right? And, and so it makes it very freeing to go make decisions, because it's very easy to go do that. You know, and so just when, but it has to be intentional, and it has to be unique to that person. For, for you guys here that have multiple children, can you love them? You can love them all the same, but do you love them identically and treat them the same? You can't, right? They're individuals. You've got to uniquely love them individually. Right? Collectively, you can love them all the same, but individually it's uniquely loving them. 
Which they'll still point out to you as favoritism. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's what siblings do. I still hear it. You know, as a baby, I never had to do anything, you know, yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So leaving a legacy, Danny, what's that mean to you? Now, it's the first time Danny's been on the air, right? Yeah. Yeah, are you it nervous? Means you, your legacy is you're a... Am I making you nervous? A radio... <laughs> you're trying to make me nervous. Yeah, okay. yeah no, well, I've, I've got two children. One of them is a stepson, but we've never addressed it that way. And uh, they're both grown. And so I think about my children. And most of the time, we're on polar opposites of political issues and mm-hmm. everything. But one of the things my son told a guy in college where they were, they had their little group hanging out in a so-called Christian guy came up yelling at them. You all are going to die and go to hell and that kind of thing. And my son looks at him and says, my father is an ordained minister and he doesn't yell at me that way. And so it's the, the love that you mm-hmm. share and the, the despite the differences, because we probably all don't agree on everything but it's the love that we can show in current environments or whatever with children or wherever that love and that legacy of my wife and I don't agree on how to clean house, mm-hmm. but we do it together. And and so that's, that leaves a legacy. You know, is he the guy who was always gone, never had time for me, or mm-hmm. is he the guy who shows me compassion and shows me, even though I don't agree with him, I can disagree and not be divided. Right. Yeah, you can love them in the midst of disagreement. Thank you, Danny. That's very nice. So legacy, you have to be intentional about it, right? Because you're going to leave one either way. Here's the thing. You're leaving a legacy, whether you you decide to or not. You're either the legacy of the guy that's checked out all the time. Oh, don't talk to dad because he's had a bad week. Don't talk to dad. He's had a bad year. (laughs) Then it just becomes don't talk to dad. (laughs) We could have played some clips from the wonder years. That's the dad on that show. That was the epitome of the show was, okay, what kind of mood's dad going to be in when he comes, you know, through the garage after parking the car today? And, you know, and literally the whole show kind of revolved around that at times. And, Oh my goodness! I you know I I fear that that was often the way my kids saw me when I was you know when they were much younger. Thankfully, you know we've all lived long enough to where I can leave a different legacy now. But but uh, I think they did see me that way. Exactly. I want you to flip for a minute and think about who's made the greatest positive impact on you in the, in your life. And I would promise you it's almost always going to come down to somebody that loved you well, right, and and treated your heart well. They may not have the greatest impact on you, but the greatest positive impact is what I'm talking about. Oh, you want positive. Yeah, you know, the person that really loves their grandparent. And I promise you when you dig into it, it's because they loved them and accepted them and treated them with favor. Right, we were talking a little bit before the show. One of the last things Jesus said, and you guys are all more biblically scholars than me. I remember stories of the Bible, not where it was. But as I recall it anyway, one of the last things that he said was love one another. Correct. Right. This commandment I leave with you. Yeah, this commandment I leave with you. This is my final statement to you. This is the, the final thing I have to say that you're going to remember forever. This is how others are going to know that. You know me. But you know, it jumped out at me. When I should tell this old story. I don't know. But anyway, mm-hmm. you know, as you might imagine, when I was really 
people have heard me the story of banana pants. I was six foot five, <laughs> 130 pounds. I tripped over my own feet. And so naturally, the basketball coach wanted me to play because I was six foot five. But I couldn't stand up. And as a result of not being able to stand up, because I only had size 11 feet and this huge body, I fouled a lot because it didn't mean to. I was just falling down on people. <laughs> Tripping, Carl. It was, it, was, it was a deal. And so I'm falling all over the court. And, you know, I'd been trying to get in the game. And finally, the coach gets me in the game. And, and, and you know, within four minutes, I foul out. I'm falling on people. <laughs> and, you know, I really – but I'll never, ever, as long as I forget, it's one of the neatest moments of my life as he came over to me, you know, truly with complete grace of Robbie, you, you know, man, I'm so proud of you. You know, look at your arms. Look at how you've been hacked. <laughs> I remember him saying, look at how, well, of course, I was falling down on these people. But, you know, it, it, it was the way he spoke into my heart. And, and it's like he just loved what you were saying, Sam. He loved on me well. And even though I felt like an absolute failure, I was his hero for a minute. And I felt that and he was the coach. And that's what mattered. You know, and and. When I think Jesus is full of that times 10, like, oh my goodness, you know, when I get to heaven, he's going to go, you fell over all these people. <laughs> but look at all those hack marks on your arms, Robbie. You've been there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think about Jesus knew, you know, he, he's God, right? I mean, he knows that he's going to come back, I, I believe, you know, that he knows he's going to come back, but the people he's speaking to don't necessarily know that. Right, and so for a season they're living with, oh no, he didn't, you know, where is he? Right, that season could be a couple of days, whatever. Right, but that that season, so what's he impart to them? It's almost like a deathbed. You know, this is my last thing to say. Right, is love one another. And we're going to run out of this show here in a few moments. We've got a couple more minutes of it, and so this is obviously going to be a multi-week show, and we're going to go into the after hours podcast and talk into it in more depth. But I'm sure this will be more than one week show because there's so much to touch on in this legacy. But one of the things we can all go do immediately to start leaving that legacy is to love each other well. Right? And it does start with saying, Jesus, how do I love that person? I'd encourage you to start there because if you try to do it out of your own power. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. How many of you tried that with your wife on your own? (laughs) (laughs) Apart from me, you can do nothing. That's right. Yeah, you're going to fight bravely and die quickly. <laughs> you know, and so going out and just saying, Jesus, all right, give me one person this week to love well. Right? And just focus on that because that's really where the legacy comes from. And that's like Darren was saying, you know, focus on small things you can accomplish rather than trying to go for all the marbles at one shot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we're going to more practically talk about that in the after hours, talk about more of, what that legacy looks like in our lives, what what that's looked like from other people that have left us. And then next week, we'll figure out what we're talking about. But I can tell you, it's going to be about legacy because we're going to talk about this for the next couple of weeks. You guys have any other input you want to part real quick before we, we head out? If they came to a boot camp, they could leave Baker Legacy, right? They can. And they can get more clarity on the legacy. There you go. Right? Because part of that legacy may be calling. Part of that legacy may be approaching people with a healed heart. Maybe it's loving others well, and God will tell you that at a boot camp. He'll tell you that anywhere, but I promise you he can do it at a boot camp. See you next week. 
This is the Truth Network.